0: Hi, and welcome to the Days Gone podcast. I'm Claire Weaver, a screenwriter, author, and Days Gone fan, and this podcast is a place to discuss the game in all its glory, share my opinions, both popular and unpopular, and listen to me fangirl over one of the best games ever made. There will be spoilers ahead, so continue at your own risk. Welcome to The Freak Show. I have a very cool guest joining me today, and I am so hyped for this. My guest is a renowned Days Gone expert and a creator of a whole bunch of amazing videos for his YouTube channel. He live streams his playthroughs every Saturday night, and he is incredibly entertaining to watch. Hello, Spornicus Rex.
1: Hello, Days Gone community. How are we doing today?
0: I love how you always open all of your videos with that. (laughs)
1: i mean i guess you're supposed to have like a catchphrase or whatever i I guess that's mine
0: well it is genuinely an honor to have you on my humble little podcast thank you so much for being here i guess let's just jump right into it tell us about your youtube channel and what spawned it to make a really bad pun
1: (laughs) i dig it actually uh so yeah i am Sponicus rex uh Days Gone is my thing. Uh, of course, I play other games, but that's it's that game has just struck a chord with me and pulled me in like nothing else ever before. Uh, so, I mean, even now, I still just can't get enough of it. the The thing that brought me into starting a YouTube channel was initially that I play a lot of single player games, a lot of big open world games like like Days Gone, and I kind of hit a point where I was frustrated that I couldn't share what was going on in the game with my friends who were also interested in that game, because it's a single player game. You can't bring people in to, you know, see what you're doing. So I started making just a couple of pretty, pretty crappy videos actually uh, just to show some of my friends who were interested in the game. And I was doing, I was playing fallout four at the time. And in Fallout 4, you can build settlements and, and, you know, build a community within the game. And I just wanted to show one of my buddies what I was doing, you know. Uh, and then it evolved into uh, when I discovered Days Gone, I wanted to show them how awesome Days Gone was. I was like, guys, you've got to play this game. You just, you cannot understand until you have experienced it yourself. Here, take a look at some of these horde encounters that I've recorded. And, uh, of course, they were getting tired of me showing them videos. You know, it was like, dude, really? You, another gday Gone video? Would you get the fuck out of here with this shit, man? <laughs> but, but uh, I got the idea to do the Iron Butte Horde, 300 Freakers with no shots fired. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure you're familiar with the Iron Butte Horde. There are okay. so, yeah, there are so many environmental explosives littered around that map you can set up all types of traps for the freakers and use explosives to control the entire field and that was i got the idea to take out the the horde without firing any shots from any weapons i just wanted to use traps and explosives and so i made the video and i posted it and purely by coincidence i just got lucky the week that i posted it was the 1 year anniversary of days gone being released Ah. So there were there were like gaming news websites and all these news forums that cover video games. They were looking for content to post about the Days Gone anniversary event. And they picked up my video because I had shared it on Reddit. And, of course, I'm sure they're you know, scouring Reddit looking for new content uh, to put mm-hmm. on their own out- outlets. And uh, so anyway, they picked it up and they started doing articles about just days gone, no shots fired video. And, uh, you know, it was headlines like days gone, expert takes out 300 <laughs> freakers with no shots fired, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I started getting a lot of views on my channel. and I was like, wow, this video is really blowing up. Oh my God. You know, and it, it got where it was like over a hundred thousand views in just a couple days. Damn. And uh, I was, I was blown away. So then I got a comment. One of the comments in the comment section of the video was, dude, Sam Witwer just shared your video on his Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You have got to be fucking kidding me. So <laughs> I started a Twitter account. Never had a Twitter account before. I started a Twitter just so I could get on there and look at this. And it's like, holy shit. Sam Witwer, the actor who plays uh, Deacon St. John, had picked up my video. And shared a link to it on his Twitter and said, Proud of this dude, and put the link in there. I know, right? And so honestly, I I actually owe Sam Whitwer for that right there was what made my channel pick up. That's when things picked up on my channel. And uh, that was the moment that made me realize, wow, maybe I should be taking this more seriously, you know. (laughs) And so that's actually how it got started. I, I got lucky put a video up that people liked on the Days Gone anniversary week, and Sam Whitworth shared it on his Twitter.
0: That's fantastic. That's that's a really cool story. And you said that they referred to you as an expert. Did you feel like an expert at the time?
1: No. (laughs) Do you
0: feel like an expert now?
1: Well, I did until uh, I actually played for about an hour before we started this tonight, and I realized I'm a bit rusty at it. And I uh, had a couple of horde fights go kind of sloppy. And I was like, oh, man, I got to get more practice. (laughs) I got to quit playing all these other bullshit games and get back into some days gone, man.
0: You've been playing on your live stream. You've been going through The Last of Us Part Two, And I I tuned in on Saturday to watch you.
1: I was glad to have you.
0: Yeah, I was glad to see it. It's really entertaining. Um, I don't normally, I've never watched live stream gaming before. It's never been something that I, I thought to get into it always seems a little intimidating, you know, because people are, usually these gamers are very well established and they have, like, I don't know, a lot of followers and a lot of people that, um, uh, like, know their, like you say, catchphrases and stuff like that. And it sort of feels a little mm-hmm. like, can I just walk in and, and enjoy this? Am I going to get it? But your your channel, your live stream is very inviting. And all the, all the people in the chat were, like, interacting with each other and, like, I started interacting. It was... So welcoming and yeah. and just so cool and a hell of a good time.
1: I'm really glad you enjoyed that. Uh, and and that's we we have actually worked really hard. You know, I say we because it's not just me; it's me and a lot of the regular followers. Uh, we have worked to build to build a community that's very welcoming. You know, very it's just relaxed. We're just you know, it's just a handful of friends hanging out on a Saturday night. You know, that's really all it is.
0: Yeah, that's how it feels. It it did feel like that. It felt very friendly and very open. But I was going to say, you're playing The Last of Us Part 2, and I made a comment when you were, you dropped into the basement of that building, and I was like, oh, dude, turn your flashlight off. And forgetting, of course, that in The Last of Us, mm-hmm. they can't see the infected can't see you, so it doesn't matter if you have your flashlight on. Right. The opposite being in Days Gone, if you have your flashlight on, of course they're going to spot you straight away. Right. So to switch from one game to the other, I can imagine, yeah, you you would be kind of out of practice. You 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 don't have that. I guess that immediate sort of muscle memory of, of what you're doing and how the controls work. And
1: I, I think you nailed it with muscle memory because uh, that's how I feel when I jump from one game to another. It, you Like, for example, with Days Gone on the PlayStation controller, I have literally, no bullshit, over a thousand hours of muscle memory built up on Days Gone with a PlayStation controller. So when it released on PC, right, I was like, hey, I've got Days Gone on a computer. I'm doing keyboard and mouse, man. Uh, yeah, that didn't work out so well. So even a game that I am familiar with, trying to play it on a different platform with a different control scheme, I couldn't do it. I had to stick with the the PlayStation controller, even though I was playing on PC.
0: I don't do PC gaming at all. Like I, unless it's, I mean, I guess with a PlayStation controller plug in, like I could. But I am, yeah, PlayStation controller. That's the only thing. My hands know, and, you know, I just, I love the feel of the controller in my hands. Like, it's it's such, it just feels right.
1: I know you mentioned in one of your previous uh, podcasts that you're fairly new to, you know, gaming and that Days Gone is one of the games that really just pulled you in. I think it's awesome that you've had this experience that the list of games that you have played or like the first games you've played, I think that's just cool. You You, you definitely got off to a damn good start.
0: <laughs> well, I've been I've been a PlayStation player for since the PlayStation One. Oh, wow! So I, ha- okay. I but I'm not a ra- I'm not like a.
1: You're not a noob. Like
0: I don't get a lot of time to play, so yeah, I don't put a lot of hours in. And I'll literally play like last year. I played The Last of Us Part Two and Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. Nice. That was it. And I gave up on Odyssey because it was just too fucking big. Yeah, the game yeah. was just too sprawling, and I I don't know how it compares to Days Gone in terms of, like, size, but it just didn't, it didn't hook me. It doesn't have, like, a through line, you know, like a, yeah. like a story that you feel like you're following. It had, like, ten stories, and I didn't, I got lost, and I was like, I don't Yeah, the
1: Ubisoft games are really bad about that, actually. You you basically have to just pick what types of missions you actually give a shit about and just do those.
0: I think I realized I didn't give a shit about any of them. So I was <laughs> like, you know what, I'm going to move on. And that's when I found right. Days Gone, because I'd given up on Assassin's Creed, and I. Assassin's Creed Black Flag is one of my favorite games of all time sure, and the yeah. original Assassin's Creed as well. I love this mm-hmm. one of my favorite franchises, but I am really, really critical of some of the games. It's really weird. I'm, I'm just so particular. And when I saw Days Gone, um, I think recommended on Amazon, I was like, oh, this looks like it'll be fun for, you know, a few weeks, little thing to just sort of play for a bit. And then I can go on to my next big game that i'm looking forward to which i hadn't decided what that would be yet and then of course you know here we are um (laughs) the the rest is history days gone sucks you in
1: yeah absolutely Uh, you can't see me grinning but i am
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i have a, a question just going back to the the youtube channel where does the name Spornicus rex come from
1: all right so the Spornicus rex name was my gamer tag for a long time, going all the way back to when I used to play on Xbox 360, you know, over 10 years ago. Uh, I came up with that. Spawn, if you're familiar with Todd McFarlane's comic book character yeah. by the name of Spawn, mm-hmm. uh, that is my favorite comic book character. And Spawn, part of his backstory is he was an assassin in life, uh, died, went to hell because he was an assassin and made a deal with the devil to come back so he could see his wife one last time. So it's, you know, at its core, it's actually a love story, even though it's about brutal killing and, and demons and crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at its core, it's a love story. And the character who became spawn as an assassin, he had the highest kill count of all time. Uh, you know, so like, you know, Historical figures like Hitler and Mussolini and guys like that, you know, sure, they were responsible for many deaths, but this character Spawn was personally responsible for killing, you know, the the most number of people that any assassin had ever killed. So just badass killer, you know, badass super soldier type guy. And uh, then the Spawnicus, my favorite historical character, is Spartacus. Uh, So from history, you have this, you know, former gladiator slave named Spartacus who led a revolt against the Roman Empire that was one of the few result revolts against the Roman Empire that was almost successful. Uh, And so he, as a historical figure, is someone that the Roman society thrust him into this position where they forced him to become a, you know, a killer for their entertainment and you know then later led a revolt that was very succe- almost successful against the roman empire so he's another you know really badass character but a real character from history and then uh, so that's the Spawnicus. it's it's a you know combination of spawn and spartacus and then you have the rex part which is of course not just the meaning of it it means king uh but also the uh t rex tyrannosaurus rex is my favorite dinosaur so you know, I just, I just kind of threw it all together. Uh, I was, I was getting on there and I had to make a username for my Xbox profile. And I was like, uh, yeah, fuck it. Sponicus Rex. And I just spit it out. <laughs> and there we go. You know? Uh, and yeah, I've just stuck with it since.
0: It's cool. It's so memorable. And I, I, yeah, there's so many elements to it that I did think, is it a reference to Spawn? Is it a reference to Spartacus? Is it a reference mm-hmm. to a T-Rex? Is it spawning like you spawn in a video game or like, you know, sure. items? Loot, all of respawns? that, yeah,
1: yeah. It's one of those things that just covers everything about being a badass gamer, you know, which yeah. I'm not, but but still. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I, I think you are. I think you, you've you proved yourself to we're, be we're getting there. Yeah, badass getting there. And, and certainly an expert. <laughs> um, okay, so on that point, you are renowned for your Days Gone Tips and Tricks videos and all the information you put out on Reddit, in your opinion, what are some of the most important gameplay tips, tricks, and techniques?
1: All right. That is a fantastic question. And, you know, the main thing that got me really working to put out content like that is that the very first hours of Days Gone can be really frustrating Uh, And that's by design, you know, they they want you to feel weak and underpowered for the first few hours, because by the end of the game, Deacon becomes an unstoppable badass, Uh, you know, and you really feel that transition from changing from being the prey to becoming the predator. But in the first few hours, it's really frustrating. And and my advice, one of the biggest tips I can give is you've got to conquer that fear of the hordes and the freaks. Now that's easier said than done. The way to conquer that fear is to make frequent saves, make hard (laughs) saves, have multiple save slots so that you have overlapping save slots from, you know, 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, an hour ago, uh, so just in case you encounter a bug, even, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. days gone has its problems. So it's good to have a backlog of saves in case something screws up, but saving right before you go into a horde fight for me, that eliminates all of the fear and stress, because even if I go in there and totally fuck it up and get murdered by the horde, so what? You've got a save game from five minutes ago, load your save, go back in and try something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is actually tip number one, is make frequent saves so that you can conquer that fear of the hordes.
0: That's a really good tip. It actually reminds yeah. me of something I do when I, I'm playing a game like Days Gone or, or any kind of game where the, the enemy is kind of scary. And, you know, and you <laughs> do have that fear of like, oh, my God, don't let it touch me. Don't let it come near me. I don't want to just want right. to run away. Like I'm a very stealthy player and I like to run away a lot and get to higher ground and sort of figure sure. out my plan of attack. One thing I do... In when I know like mentally that I'm afraid of the game of af- afraid of making mistakes, is just before I turn it off. Like I'll save it, and then it's like okay, so I'm gonna turn it off now. Let me just run towards the enemy and see what they do, and I'll just yeah. like run up to a freaker and let it kill me and see just how long it takes. And sometimes mm-hmm. you realize like it actually takes a lot of hits to kill you, so yeah. it lessens that fear. And then it's fine because I'm going to turn the console off anyway, so I haven't lost anything.
1: Right. No big deal. No yeah. no harm, no foul, no big loss. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's really in line with, you know, that that's tip number one. You know, make frequent saves so you relieve that stress off of yourself. So in case you, even if you just accidentally wasted a few too many grenades. So <laughs> no, what? I know that feeling. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just load your game and go back and try it again. Try something a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. That's tip number 1. Tip number 2, and this applies to all video games and really I guess tip number 1 applies to all video games, make frequent saves. But tip number 2 is to test every weapon against every type of enemy. Because you never know what you, you never know how certain enemies will will react to different weapons. For example, many people do not know The effect that smoke bombs have on the animals in Days Gone. Have you ever tried a smoke bomb on like the wolves or the cougars? Or have you seen it in my videos before?
0: I had the first playthrough. I never even used the smoke bombs. And then (laughs) that
1: is such a common response. And then I
0: saw your comment on Reddit and I was like, wait. Smoke bombs? Yeah. Hang on. Although, actually, I did use them, but I think I threw them by mistake, thinking they were rocks.
1: Sure, it was an accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not by design, but by mistake, yeah.
0: But go ahead and, and tell us what happens when you use them on animals.
1: So if you use a smoke bomb against wolves, runners, the infected wolves, or cougars, those three animals specifically, it will stun them, and they will literally start to vomit they will actually hunch over, curl up, and start vomiting on the ground.
0: It's so cool. And and
1: of course, not only is it just funny as hell, you know, it's fucking hilarious. But also, they're vulnerable. They're just standing there. Bust out your weapon, mow them down. No worries. You know, I see so many people. They they complain about how bad, how annoying the wolves are in the game, and it's like, yeah, well, you got a smoke bomb handy. Make them fuckers throw up and then gun them down. They're not so annoying now, are they? It's kind of funny, actually. You know? and, and people don't test the different items and different weapons against different types of enemies. Mm-hmm. You never, Especially in a game like Days Gone where they pay so much attention to detail. There's so many little details that you miss if you're not experimenting. So that's really tip number two is experiment. Make a save game and try different shit. See what happens.
0: That's a good tip. Do you have when you so people ask on Reddit these questions of you all the time or or you kind of jump in and answer people's questions and you have like you give so much information to people and you have links to your videos. Do you have that all saved and ready to copy and paste or do you retype it every time?
1: No, no, most. Now, I, I of course, I, I don't know, it's almost like an individual coaching session, really, uh, because some of it I do. I'll tailor it to the issue that person is having if they're having trouble with a certain enemy or a certain horde or or a specific area of the map, whatever the case may be. I'll, of course, tailor my response to their specific issue. But I do have a a whole notepad full of stuff that I've saved that I've built up over the years where a lot of the videos that I've made, and I I promise nobody's going to believe me, but it's absolutely genuine. I'm really not just like plugging my YouTube channel. I'm really not.
0: You are not. No, I can confirm that you're not doing that. You, yeah, I mean, you are really part of the community. And that's why I wanted to ask you on this podcast is not just because you have these awesome videos, but because you, you genuinely love the game and you love the community.
1: Yeah. And, and so I've built up this kind of repertoire of responses that. I've even made most of these videos because I see people having problems with these specific things like, man, I can't beat this horde. Okay. Yeah. I got you, man. No problem. Let me go make a video real quick. I'll be back in a week with the video and I'll share it with the community. And Hey, here's the best way I have found to deal with this enemy or to deal with this horde, you know? And so I have all that stuff that basically the stuff that I see the most that people are having trouble with, that's the stuff I start working on to build a response to it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of hordes, what are some tips and tricks for horde strategies?
1: Ah, okay. So how how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> so for horde strategies, um I'm a big nerd for like military history and stuff, and I'm not former military myself. I don't I don't claim to have any association with the military at all, but I like to read and I like to read history and historical accounts of uh, you know uh, ancient battles and things like that. So one of the best tips that I can give kind of ties into that: you need to learn the battlefield. You need to learn to study the battlefield learn your terrain identify environmental hazards you know identify areas where one person can deal massive amounts of damage to a large number of enemies without putting yourself at risk um and really that that's the tip right there but I'll go into that a little bit deeper uh in the art of war by sun tzu if you're familiar with mm-hmm. the with the book the art of war yeah you one of the big rules is you always want to attack the enemy from a position of strength while they are in a position of weakness. Um, which means, think about the encounter where Deacon and Boozer go in and deal with the Rippers finally for good, mm-hmm. right? What does Deacon do? He knows the terrain, he knows that there's a river nearby, he knows that their camp is downriver. So he goes in. He uses his knowledge of the terrain and environmental hazards and uses that environmental hazard so that two guys can wipe out an entire camp of hundreds of enemies because the environmental hazards are doing all the work for them. And so that goes into the way I handle the hordes: learn the terrain, identify you know environmental hazards, and identify areas where one person can deal the most amount of damage to the most number of enemies without putting yourself at risk create choke points you know put bombs at choke points lead don't don't piss off the horde and let them follow you rather lead them where you want them to be don't just let them follow you take them where you want them to be
0: that's a a great way of thinking about it and it it reminds me of a strategy i always use not to necessarily take out the hordes but to take out ambush camps i love to lead the hordes into the ambush camp and then just like peace out <laughs> yes, the back and just be yes. like you deal with it you take it. whoever's left standing i'll clean up later yeah and
1: and you know that's a perfect example of learning the terrain Identifying environmental hazards and using that environmental hazard against the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, the horde, that's just part of the world that Days Gone exist in. So the hordes count as an environmental hazard and you use that environmental hazard against the other enemies. Yeah. It's brilliant use of the game system.
0: Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we've got for this week with Spornicus, but please come back next week for more tips and tricks and fantastic insight into Days Gone from Spornicus Rex. And he also has the opportunity to turn the microphone around on me and ask me some questions. And he gives me a little bit of a grilling about my love of schizo. So come back next week for that. See you then. You can email me your thoughts, comments, opinions, and counter-arguments at daysgonepod at gmail.com. You can also find me moderating the Days Gone subreddit. Thanks for listening. Weaver out.